the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. Here's a look at what's making the news today. First ever women's conference held in TCI. The best in TCI hotel industry honored at Star Awards. Jamaican national sentenced to life in prison in United Kingdom. Puerto Rico to close only zoo on the island. Deadly train incident in Greece. Federal Aviation Authority investigating close calls at U.S. airports. We'll also take a look at the latest in the sporting world and your weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. I'm Soya Fassler. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Nation Station 89.1 FM. It's the middle of the week once again and the start of a brand new month. The Ministry of Health and Human Services, through its Health Promotion and Advocacy Unit, also known as HPAU, this past weekend in the nation's capital, held a first-time National Women's Health Conference at Yellow Man and Sons Auditorium from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. The primary objectives of the conference were, one, to bring to the forefront the prevention, diagnosis, and treatment of diseases that affect a woman's physical and emotional well-being. Two, to identify significant barriers to women's health concerns. And we're here with Ms. Eldora Robinson, the director of the Health Promotion and Advocacy Unit of the Ministry of Health. Ms. Robinson, the ministry is putting on its first women's health conference. What's the goal of this conference today? The goal is to make women more self-aware, to understand themselves, to make themselves a priority. And like one of the speakers this morning said, when you board an airplane and you're given instructions, they tell you to put your mask on first and then you assist either the child or whoever else that you need to assist. And um, we find that women take on a lot and they take care of everybody else accept themselves and so we want to bring women in to a space where they can be uh, motivated get the information have some services you know we are offering some screenings all of that make it a holistic day even get spiritual um, counseling and so we are here to meet the whole woman in addition to a guest speaker and subject expert presenters, a wide cross-section of women from our islands and communities were in attendance. Additionally, several health sector booths were set up to offer physical checks, advice, and distribute materials. We spoke with a speaker and a few booths at the event. Well, when I was um, contacted by Mistress Robinson to be a presenter, I immediately said yes because I always believe that all the different things that I went through in my life, it can help another woman because a lot of women are walking around wearing a mask, which I did for many years, and they need to face what they're doing so that they can try and get out of the situations that they are in so that they can move on in life. 
When thinking about women's health, there's a lot to consider. Knowing the diseases and conditions that are among the top health risks for women, such as heart disease and breast cancer, is of importance. But for many women, effectively managing other matters that affect their daily health, such as premenstrual syndrome, birth control, fertility, menopause, and more, is also key to enjoying a vibrant life. And this past Friday night, over 300 guests and awardees gathered at Beaches Resort's French Village to honor those who serve with excellence in the Turks and Caicos Islands tourism industry. As the CEO of the Turks and Caicos Hotel and Tourism Association said, from the love you show when you make a bed to the smiles delivered when serving guests, it is for these reasons that brand TCI is what it is today. As many guests have visited the TCI, returned and told others about the destination, destination, the experiences received is everlasting. Fourteen categories with over 90 awards were handed out, some categories with over 10 recipients. Highlights of the evening were Entertainer of the Year went to none other than the TCI songbird Barbara Johnson, Hotelier of the Year went to General Manager of Beaches, Turks and Caicos, James McAnally, and Restaurant of the Year went to Kimonos at Beaches, Turks and Caicos. Taxi Driver of the Year went to Ruben Johnson, Hotel of the Year, Point Grace Resort. That's just a few of the accolades. As I mentioned, some categories had more than 10 recipients, and we would like to extend congratulations to all winners. Continue to provide excellent service to our guests and residents alike. And just a reminder, the Ministry of Education's annual student registration for Infant 1 born in 2019 and Form 1 completing Grade 6 in the TCI begins today March 1st and ends March 31st. The Ministry wishes to inform parents that applications will not be accepted at the office as this is an online registration process. The Ministry also wishes to inform parents that applications will not be accepted via email. Parents are asked to kindly complete the Student Registration 2023 application form and then follow the on-screen instructions to complete the application process. Applications submitted via email before the 1st of March or after the 31st of March will not be processed. Once applications have been submitted, the submission will be acknowledged and if additional documentation is required, parents will be notified. Kindly note that completing and submitting the documents does not guarantee placement in a public school. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Regional News is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. A Jamaican man in the United Kingdom was recently sentenced to life in prison for a murder he committed and after he avoided deportation to Jamaica. He is 45-year-old Ernesto Elliott. Reports are that on June 2, 2021, Elliott was involved in a knife fight in Greenwich, southeast London. In a fight over drugs, Elliot and his son Nico, 23 years of age, robbed and fatally stabbed 35-year-old Nathaniel Iyuu Agu. The incident, which was caught on video, shows Elliot, his son, and another man lunging with long-bladed knives and a hammer at the victim, who was armed with a machete. Nathaniel collapsed and later died in hospital. 
After a trial at the Old Bailey last month, Elliott was sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum term of 26 years and a concurrent sentence of 12 years for robbery. His son was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum term of 22 years and a concurrent sentence of 10 years for robbery. Reports are that Elliott was scheduled to be deported in 2020 after being convicted of a knife crime. However, he and 22 other criminals submitted last-minute appeals, including human rights claims. This prevented them from being forced on Jamaica's strained justice system. And the United States condiment giant Heinz has finally located Elvis Francois, the Dominican sailor who survived 24 days at sea eating ketchup, garlic and Maggie powder. Heinz said on their Instagram page, Elvis has been found. We received thousands of likes, shares and messages of kindness in our search to find Elvis. It was an incredible group effort across six continents that led to the hundreds of articles and leads and our eventual contact with Elvis. Hines had been searching for Francois, whom it dubbed Ketchup Boat Guy, for the last two weeks. Hines wants to buy Francois, 47 years old, a new boat to replace the one he lost when he was rescued off the Colombian coast back in January. In an interview, Francois recalled how he became stranded at sea. He was on a yacht doing repairs off the island of St. Martin when he went adrift in December 2022. That is how he ended up being out at sea and spent 24 days. Without much on board, Francois said he had a bottle of ketchup, garlic seasoning and a bottle of Maggie. The sailor said he tried eating some seaweed, he tried seawater, but it was too strong. On January 15, 2023, he was rescued by the Colombian Navy after a helicopter had spotted him. Francois said since the ordeal, he lost all he had and has to start all over again and currently does not have a phone. And Puerto Rico is closing the U.S. territory's only zoo following years of suspected negligence, a lack of resources, and deaths of animals that were highlighted by activists. The Dr. Juan A. Rivero Zoo in the western coastal town of Mayaguez has remained closed since Hurricanes Irma and Maria battered the island in September 2017, with activists questioning the state of the zoo's more than 300 animals and their future. Puerto Rico's government announced the permanent closure of the 45-acre zoo on Monday as federal authorities investigate allegations of mistreatment of animals. Early February, U.S. Attorney Stephen Muldrow announced that experts from the Wild Animal Sanctuary in Colorado would inspect and evaluate the animals, citing that the safe and humane care for all zoo animals is a top priority of the Justice Department. Sanctuary officials visited the zoo on Sunday, a visit that was supposed to have occurred in 2017, just before the hurricanes hit. The zoo has been degraded and facilities overgrown. The animals were deemed healthy enough to travel for the most part. However, a mountain lion has a growth on one arm that veterinarians are still inspecting. In February 2018, the U.S. Department of Agriculture canceled the zoo's exhibitor's license after citing dozens of violations in previous years, including a thin tiger that was euthanized and a distressed cougar living in a cramped space. 
Previously, a government-appointed committee had raised concerns about two pumas that died, an underweight chimpanzee and a rhinoceros named Felipe that was limping. It also noted that dozens of animals needed vaccines or physical tests, and that a kangaroo and a porcupine were among animals that didn't have shelter. The Wildlife Sanctuary estimates their group would be able to transfer up to 50% of the zoo's animals at no cost to Puerto Rico's government. Puerto Rico's Department of Natural Resources is cooperating with plans for animal transfers and with the continuing investigation into the zoo, which opened its doors in 1954. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International news is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on around the world. A passenger train and an oncoming freight train collided in a fiery crash in northern Greece early Wednesday, killing 26 people and injuring at least 85. Multiple cars derailed and at least three burst into flames after the collision near Tempe, some 380 kilometers or 235 miles north of Athens. Hospital officials in the nearby city of Larissa said at least 25 people had serious injuries. Hospital units used to treat burn victims had been alerted in the area and dozens of ambulances were involved in the rescue effort. Rescuers wearing headlamps worked in thick smoke, pulling pieces of mangled metal from the rail cars to search for trapped people. Passengers who received minor injuries or were unharmed were transported by bus to Thessaloniki, 130 kilometers or 80 miles north of the incident. Police took their names as they arrived in an effort to track anyone who may be missing. Rail operator Hellenic Train said the northbound passenger train from Athens to Thessaloniki had about 350 passengers on board when the collision occurred. And a JetBlue flight nearly collided with a private plane at Boston Logan International Airport on Monday night in yet another close call, according to the Federal Aviation Administration. JetBlue Flight 206 was attempting to land just before 7 p.m. Eastern Time when a Learjet operated by charter company Hoppajet crossed onto the runway and took off without clearance, according to preliminary information gathered on the incident. According to U.S. media outlets, an air traffic controller instructed the pilot of the Learjet to line up and wait on runway 9 while the JetBlue Embraer 190 landed on runway 4 right which intersects runway 9. The Federal Aviation Administration said in a statement on Tuesday, the Learjet pilot read back the instructions clearly but began a takeoff roll instead. Audio from the air traffic control tower appeared to confirm that the Learjet was told to stop short of the intersecting runway. The JetBlue flight took evasive action and initiated a climb-out. According to the flight tracking website FlightAware, the JetBlue plane was only about 100 feet off the ground before it began to climb again. The flight then circled around and landed safely about 12 minutes later. It was the latest in a string of aviation close calls this year. Earlier in February, a FedEx cargo plane nearly collided with a Southwest passenger jet as the two planes attempted to land and take off from the same runway at Austin Bergstrom International Airport. The two planes came within 100 feet of each other. 
The FAA has called for a safety summit in March to review these recent incidents. That's it for International News Sports is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on in the sporting world. Let's take a look at some basketball action. LaMelo Ball made six three-pointers before breaking his right ankle in the third quarter, and the Charlotte Hornets held on to beat the Detroit Pistons 117-106 in the NBA on Monday night for their fifth straight victory. Ball finished with 18 points on 6-7 of seven shooting from three-point range, his fifth straight game making at least five three-pointers. He was hurt on a non-contact play, and the Hornets announced after the game that he had fractured his right ankle. Terry Rosier scored 22 points, Gordon Hayward had 19 points, and rookie Mark Williams added 15 points and 11 rebounds for Charlotte, which are still second to last in the Eastern Conference standings. Hamadou Diallo scored 23 points and James Wiseman had his best game since coming to Detroit from Golden State as part of a four-team trade, finishing with 23 points on 9 of 11 shooting. Marvin Bagley added 21 points and 12 rebounds off the bench for Detroit, which has lost five straight. Jimmy Butler hit an acrobatic reverse layup in the final minutes and finished with 23 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists as Miami Heat edged the Philadelphia 76ers. Butler's spinning move and finishing layup while driving between the Sixers' Joel Embiid and P.J. Tucker gave the Heat a 100-99 lead with 1 minute 28 seconds left to play. Philadelphia rallied from an 11-point deficit in the fourth quarter. Butler added a free throw with 8.1 seconds left. James Harden had a chance to win the game for the 76ers, but his three-point try at the buzzer bounced off the back of the rim. Gabe Vincent scored 14 points and Bam Adebayo added 13 as the Heat snapped a four-game skid. Embiid had 27 points and 12 rebounds. Harden finished with 20 points and 12 assists. And for all you soccer fans out there, Lionel Messi and Alexia Putellas were crowned the best players in men's and women's football at FIFA's annual award ceremony in Paris this past Monday. Messi, who guided Argentina to World Cup glory at the end of last year, was honored as the best FIFA men's player for the second time, while Spanish midfielder Alexia Putellas was named best FIFA women's player for the second year running. National team coaches and captains, as well as a worldwide panel of journalists and supporters, vote on the awards each year. The 35-year-old Messi finished ahead of Paris Saint-Germain teammate Kylian Mbappe and Real Madrid forward Karim Benzema in the voting for the men's award. In the World Cup final, Messi scored twice as Argentina and France played out an exciting 3-3 draw after extra time before Argentina triumphed on penalties. Alexia Putellas scored 34 goals in all competitions last season and captained Barcelona to a spot in the Champions League final. The 29-year-old, who missed the European Championships with an ACL injury, finished ahead of the USA international Alex Morgan and England striker Beth Mead in the voting. 
She also becomes the first player to win the women's award twice. That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. It may seem a bit far from now, but the 2023 Atlantic hurricane season is less than 100 days away. Hurricane season officially begins three months from now, June 1st, and ends November 30th. According to the National Hurricane Center, the 2022 Atlantic hurricane season featured near-normal activity in terms of the number of named storms and hurricanes, but was slightly below average in terms of the number of major hurricanes. In 2022, 14 named storms formed, of which 8 became hurricanes, and 2 became major hurricanes, being Category 3 or higher on the Sapphire-Simpson hurricane wind scale. Yes, like I mentioned, 3 months may be far, but we can never be too prepared. For local weather conditions, with the exception of a few afternoon clouds, mostly sunny skies, highs remaining at 79 degrees and lows of 72, winds are light and variable from the east-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour, a less than 5% chance of showers is expected. Humidity levels remain at around 74%. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, first-ever women's conference held in TCI. The best in TCI hotel industry honored at Star Awards. Jamaican national sentenced to life in prison in United Kingdom. Puerto Rico to close only zoo on the island. Deadly train incident in Greece. Federal Aviation Authority investigating close calls at U.S. airports. Thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you'd like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. Have a good evening, Turks and Caicos. I am Zoya Vassler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.